Welcome in Braves Today, bravestoday.com. He is Lindsey Crosby. I am Ben Taylor. And Lindsey, can the Braves not beat a subpar team, especially from the American League? Is that going to be the the albatross around the neck of the Atlanta Braves throughout the rest of the season? It's really odd when you look at – I mean, they the last series they lost up before the White Sox series was Oakland. Let's add Oakland. And – it's just, it, it's one of those, one, they're playing too many teams from the AL. It really shouldn't be a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, no, it's it's, it's some bad luck. It's some uh, some offense wasn't up to the, the June standards that Atlanta set and some bad luck with Colby Allard's injury, which, fun fact, he had three starts against the, or three appearances against the AL Central and none against anybody else in baseball. Such a weird stat. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's... it's it, well, the good news I'm, is... Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, I'm, 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 I'm hoping that that White Sox thing was just a blip coming out of the All Star break. A lot of the Braves players mentioned they were happy for the off day on Monday, simply because they didn't really get a break during the All Star break because you know half the Braves roster went to Seattle and played in the game, and so, and so it, like it was hard to actually rest and relax. You had two cross country flights and all the hoopla that comes along with the All Star break. So I'm, I'm chalking a lot of this up to just. Uh, post-break, a little bit of tiredness and needing to reset a little bit. My only concern is we're just three games in, but it seemed like the bats went a little cold. I know that you saw a bunch of runs in game one, and there Mm -hmm. were a few runs scored in game two, but still it didn't seem like they looked comfortable at all. And as I told you before we came on, nobody stood out as having an offensive display during the Chicago series. Yeah, the Braves had, obviously, the big run production in Game 1. They had 11 hits in Game 2 with five runs. But, like, after the third inning of Game 2, Atlanta scored three runs in the next 15 innings of the series. And it's just, for some reason, the the swings weren't necessarily connected on base hits. Or it was, they were getting getting on thanks to some bad defense, things like that. And I would, I'd kind of put that both ways because Eddie Rosario had not a great game on Saturday and he got a little, a little nicked up after that. But it's just, it really, it, it reminds me a lot of that Oakland series. I know we bet back to that, but about how they talked about the fatigue of that late flight and everything really kind of set in for games two and three. And they were just, they were just a little worn down, just a little tired. And that's kind of why you saw the subpar performance. It's kind of what it felt like here is flying back from Seattle, all of that extra stuff, not really getting any time off before they go out to play a three-game series and having to do it in the heat, obviously, while we have this this heat wave in the South. And it just affecting their performance on on uh, on the field. I, I feel like the off day on Monday is going to help them come out Tuesday a little bit uh, stronger against the Diamondbacks. That was... Uh, Rosario-esque. He's actually been somebody that they love having the lineup. He's a little bit faster in the outfield than uh, mm-hmm. Pilar is. He's definitely faster than Ozuna is as far as getting the balls. Uh, they just, those two misplays, I mean, essentially, and I understand he got a home run out of the game and he ended up putting one on the board. We had multiple home runs that game. Uh, but that just is so out of character for him. He's been somebody that's played the ball off the wall well to cut down on extra bases to keep a guy from taking third or even to hold a guy to a single on a deep fly to left because he played things correctly. And he, the energy was – something looked off. 
I don't know if it was energy, if it was if that tightness in his hamstring was already bothering him and he just didn't tell anybody because he thought, you know what, I want to be in the lineup, I want to hit. So it, it just it really was un-Eddie-like what we saw in that game. Yeah, and we know that Atlanta's like to do the platooning out there in left field, but most of that has been for offense. Like you said, though, his arm strength's been there, the speed's been there. And when you look at his defense, I kind of pulled up some of the stuff here and, and, and broke it down, really where he struggles defensively, and he has struggled for a while, is moving to his left, not coming in. He's traditionally been uh, rated as a pretty good def- defensive outfielder moving in to get balls. And this was just two times where he came in and then it went right under his glove and he didn't, it, it's like it took a different kind of hop than he was expecting or a different kind of bounce than he was expecting and frustrating. I know that Strider was charged with five runs in the outing. It really should have been, I guess, technically two because you could have ruled both of those as errors. I think if you weren't, uh, I think if you weren't at home, those probably are errors or if it, if you're getting pitcher advantageous uh, uh, scoring, those are probably errors. But even then, Spencer Strider still had six innings with 10 strikeouts. And you, you, know, you feel like for Atlanta, that's good enough to win you a game. And they just didn't get game two. They fell six to five. Well, that was what was next on the notes, as I had said. Strider pitched good enough to win, and that's not the first time that's happened this year. Is He's done that in the past where he's had, I think there was one game earlier in the year, he had 12 strikeouts and still took the loss. And that has got to be something where the offense has got to step up for a guy like that when he's going out and he's putting up double-digit strikeouts, which you don't get a lot of as far as a lot of pitchers around the league. He's one that can do it. So it's almost like the expectations offensively are for people to produce. Yeah, I mean, the average uh, the average run support in Spencer Strider's games this year hovers somewhere between five, uh, between five and six runs. Now, the, the, the mathematical average is skewed because you've had four games where Atlanta scored 10 or more runs while he was in the game, and so it skews the number. But... Seven of his starts, you've had five or six runs. And he hasn't won all of those. And like you said, it's because sometimes the offense just doesn't necessarily show up like you expected. Or you have, you know, like this one, five runs of support doesn't get it done because Atlanta allows six. And it's, it's, it's frustrating for a guy like Strider because you know that if things were breaking a little bit differently, that he's having a Cy Young caliber season as far as the counting stats, the strikeouts and things like that. And he's still 11 and three. He still has a 360 RA, but you know that if a couple of these things went differently, if a couple of those runs were charged to Eddie Rosario and not to Spencer Strider, a couple of other games, he got a little more run support. You know, he's having the type of season that could win him a Cy Young. And that's what makes it frustrating. Riley teased me a little bit going into the break had uh, multi-hit games going into the break as well as in, even during the all-star break, he got a, a hit uh, during uh, the game since uh, striking out, not hitting the ball with power as much popping up. I don't know if something I'm, I'm with you now, the more you say it, the more it seems like maybe fatigue and traveling to the West coast and back ended up playing a bigger role than I probably thought it should uh, with the, with this team, because the guys that ended up going Acuna, I think he's just full of energy. But even Arcia, uh, Albies had some opportunities produced. He didn't. 
from Riley had opportunities. Murphy needs a break, in my opinion. He needs to sit out a couple of games. Now that'll help with uh, an off day on Monday, uh, it, which is kind of it's kind of awkward because they're staying at home, but they still get an off day, and he'll get to sleep in his own bed, which it seems like he probably didn't do during the entire week of the All Star break. So maybe that will help a little bit. And he's been said he's been said to be one of those that says. I want to play every day. I want to play as much as I can. I think that's where the staff has to step in and go, uh, Bub, you can't. Like, you need to sit down and take a break. I know you feel it. Because it showed. I mean, his, he didn't have anything hit hard like he's been having. And then uh, behind the plate, he never got tested. So he didn't really have to throw anybody out. But other than that, I, I think that this break comes at a good time for him to sleep in his own bed. I don't know what the – perceived lineup is going to be I do wonder if Darno may get the nod in game one uh behind the plate with uh with Elder getting to pitch you never know but uh your thoughts on that on on the bats like Riley and Murphy that went into the break hot and came out not I it definitely part of it to me feels like I mean yes there is some some fatigue I think part of it too is maybe you just kind of had a bad series I mean it's it's I think like the way that Atlanta's yeah. like to handle this catching situation when they've both been healthy now has been Sean Murphy catching the first two games of the series, and then because you have a quick turnaround, Travis Darno catches the third. And for the <clears> most <throat> part, that's worked. It kind of mirrors some of the usual patterns of usage for Sean Murphy. I think in his specific case, you probably want to be mindful when you're talking to him of telling him, hey, like, Travis missed a month and you started almost every game. Like we don't know when something like that's going to happen. And so we want to find ways to work you in or to work Travis in a little bit more often than we have. Maybe this is a series where it's two Travis Darno games and one Sean Murphy game. I don't know. Maybe you, you finally mm -hmm. do that thing they've always talked about and you use, maybe use Murphy as solely a DH in a game and give Ozuna a day off or something like that. But uh, it, it really does feel like they've been a little bit, they were a little bit slow over the weekend. And it was one series, grand scheme of things, not a huge deal. But I do think if things don't look different on Tuesday, and I have no reason to think they won't look different, but if things for some reason don't look different on Tuesday, then maybe you look at, do we need to build in some breaks for some guys, whether it's an Austin Riley, you know, Charlie Culberson got his first at bat and, and since being called up to the Braves six weeks ago and got a base hit. And so, Maybe we give him a day to play the field and we give somebody a day off and we start building in breaks for some of these regulars because some of these guys, Riley, Olsen, haven't missed a single game all year. And at a certain point, you're like, well, mm. you might it might not hurt to get a day off, especially coming out of a, an off day or leading into an off day. So maybe on Tuesday or maybe on Thursday, you see one of those guys get a day off. And need that day off just because they've been going and going and going and uh, as it's been brought up numerous times, it's not right now that we need them as much as the Braves are going to need them uh, when it gets towards the end of August and first part of September when the dog days of summer start to set in as well. And the heat will definitely play a major factor in that. Uh, where's our pitching staff right now, uh, Lindsay? as far as Allard went down? You and I were talking beforehand. MRI has been done, but really no information has been released. But other than that, do we, do we think – I mean, the pitching staff – Freed only still throwing 30 pitches. You and I thought maybe he'd be throwing more by now, but his last time out, he only threw 30 again. I thought they'd at least move him up to 50 or 60. So what are expectations as far as pitching uh, moving forward? So on the topic of Freed first, found out a little bit from some folks <clears throat> who were there 
Freed was originally scheduled for more than 30 pitches, and so he went into the bullpen and threw some more after the official outing was done. And friend of the show, uh, uh, Kelly Krull, uh, on the broadcast the other day, on Sunday, mentioned that his next rehab start, he is slated to throw 60 pitches. So I'm guessing what happened was they wanted him to get 40 or 45 in that Saturday start, but because he finished an inning and he was clean, rather than putting him in and pulling him mid-inning, they just let him go to the bullpen and get the rest of those pitches in there. So I'm going to think of it as it being a 45-pitch out, and even though it was only officially 30, and he'll be at 60 in the next one. Uh, as of right now, your rotation is still uh, Strider, Elder, and Morton. And then after that, uh, pending Colby Allard's MRI, My- Michael Soroka threw in relief for the first time in it his is. career. And I think some of that may have been, they had to cover some length. You were missing somebody in the in the bullpen with AJ Minter being down with the, the pec issue. Uh, I still think as of now, Soroka is probably still starting for this team every fifth day. And we'll find out on his next turn through. He wasn't supposed to pitch in this series anyway because of the break. But uh, it feels like he's your fourth. And then your fifth is going to be probably piecemeal for right now. You have, obviously, it's Allard's spot. But you've got Schuster. You've got Dodd. You have a couple different options of guys you can call up. You could do the dreaded bullpen game again if you had to. Uh, now that you have Michael Tonkin and Colin McHugh, two guys who have gone longer outings in the bigs, as well as Derek Rodriguez is back, you could go and pull a game together if you have to until you figure out what's up with Allard. But I imagine you probably only have two turns to the rotation, maybe, maybe three, before you're looking at putting Freed back into that spot. Uh, predictions with Arizona heading into town, at least it's going to be at home. Uh, every Brave fan that thinks that the Braves have got it bad losing the series that, that snapped an 11, uh, 11 series, 11, yeah, 11 series in a row. They were going for 12 against the Chicago White Sox. Well, it's even worse for the Diamondbacks because they got swept by the Toronto Blue Jays as they head into this game and have to hit the road. So uh, my guess, though, still, I think that the D-backs are due. I think they actually had Atlanta's number out west whenever Atlanta played them, and they probably should have won. I am going Atlanta losing the series again, losing two in a row and going one and two. I'm going to go with Atlanta going uh, two and one simply because I think some of the matchups, one, fantastic matchup on Thursday, if you've looked at this, Zach Gallen, 11-4, mm-hmm. and 3-1-4 ERA, Versus Spencer Strider, 11 and 3, 366 ERA. These are your front runners for, for Cy Young right now in the National League. Fantastic matchup on Thursday. That could go either way. But I think Tuesday's matchup, Zach Davies has really struggled this year. 6 3 ERA, 1 and 5 record against Bryce Elder, who uh, this stuff hasn't necessarily been overwhelming for Elder, but he's 7 and 2 with a 297 ERA. He's, a, he's an all star. He's pitched really well. I like the Braves in that one. And then in the last match, or in, in in the middle game, it's Charlie Morton versus Ryan Nelson. And Nelson struggled against Atlanta when these two teams played out in the desert. He actually took the loss in that game. Uh, three runs over four and two-thirds innings. Didn't get any strikeouts against Atlanta. And the only reason they were still in that game late was because of uh, rookie pitcher Dre Jamison went like three and a third innings in relief, held Atlanta to two runs. He is currently on the 60-day IL with what they believe is going to have to be Tommy John. So they're a little, 
they're hurting for quality relievers, and Nelson hasn't given them a ton of depth. I'm taking Atlanta 2-1 in the series, probably winning the first two, and then dropping that game three. Series win for Mr. Crosby. I say that it's another series loss, but I do think that the Braves turn it around. It's not something I think this is going to go on for the rest of the summer before it's all said and done with. So, uh, Lindsey Crosby, I'm Ben Taylor. Braves today, bravestoday.com. Lindsey, as always, I greatly appreciate your time, sir. Thank you.